HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. And welcome to the food scene on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. Today's episode is sponsored by Fairway Market. Like no other market, for more information on Fairway, visit www.fairwaymarket.com. It is hot out. It's absolutely sweltering. 100 degrees here in Brooklyn, luckily. Our little studio behind Roberta's Pizzeria has a lovely AC unit, which I'm going to you know, kiss hands, slap afterwards, and... Yeah, be thankful that someone invented that gorgeous device. Today's episode, um, I'm lucky enough to have Emily Baltz and Jason Wright of Fork and Design. They're a New York-based consultancy that uh, creates communication solutions for the food industry. And they're committed to culture, not simply through the traditional marketplace, you know, uh, identity website photography, but also through food-related installation, performance, and mixed-media art which we'll tell you a little bit more about in a little. Um, what I'm very much interested in is how you guys encapsulate a project, how you encompass a project, all the E-N words, that you wear many hats uh, with companies such as Dovetail, one of your clients, a lot of Will Goldfarb's past uh, um, you know, restaurants and yes. projects from yes. room, for desi- uh, room for Dessert to uh, Picnic, but that there's a difference between what Fork and Design does and other marketing or website or, you know, you know, branding agencies do that you become like this extra person, this, this, you know, uh, go to for the restaurant or for your client that can do anything like that does anything and has done everything for it. How to start off on this conversation because you have so many different facets to it. It's a little hard. And I think I kind of want to start by talking about your mission statement, which I just quickly read over. And maybe we can expand, explore that a little bit more. What What is the difference between 
the traditional marketplace and your new idea of food-related installation performance and mixed media? Um, the fact that we really like to eat? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think um, part of what we've really tried to do is to be, I mean, in this non-traditional approach, it's having worked in the design world for years and years, both Jason and I come from very traditional design backgrounds, um, where I think each of us were in agency settings where it was more of a silo discipline. So, What, you, what exactly is a silo discipline? Um, like a singular thing. So, hey, think of a silo of corn. It's yeah. all corn. Yeah. Oh. So we would, you know, you would sit and make a logo all day long. You'd make just a website all day long. And these things are obviously, they obviously train a huge amount of skill. But often what happens, especially when you're working with clients, is that the, the holistic vision gets lost a lot of the time when you're only focused on like one piece of the engine instead of thinking about how the whole car runs, where it wants to go, what kind of weather it needs to function. And all of these parts are what we've tried to be able to do with Fork and Design because it's also given the nature of the people that we work with Restaurants are huge organisms that don't really... <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, Ever-evolving, ever-changing. Ever-evolving. And so to be able to offer creative services, it was really difficult for us just to come in as one person and not be able to talk to the chef, to talk to the service staff, um, to understand you know, how are users even going to know what this place is about, so from an interactive way as well. We really try to offer all these services to be able to create very holistic visions only due to the fact that the food experience is totally holistic. So yeah. it's not just about the food. It's always about it's about the environment. It's about the person who comes to your table. It's about the music that you're listening to. So solely on that, do you find clients have a dining experience and say, well, this is a place I'd like to work for and create that experience, you know, visually through website photography interaction? Or do these people uh, approach you and then say, well, the only way I can do this is by dining in your establishment first to understand what your larger vision is? Well, it's a little little both, actually. Um, you know, a lot of what we do is we're essentially painting a picture. Just like if you're going into a restaurant, you order a meal and you enjoy the meal and it's this beautiful presentation. And that's essentially what we're trying to offer our clients, which would be from start to finish, a beautiful presentation, a beautiful look, and really to just translate what they're trying to accomplish at the restaurant. I mean, that's... I mean, that's essentially what it is. And luckily, we're not this huge company that um, can't offer these things. We're very, very flexible because we're small. Yeah. You know? You're a company of two, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Company of two plus or minus plus seven. Plus a million other yeah, people. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing gets done unless it's a collective. I mean, really, yeah. that's, that's the only way anything would get, would get done, especially in this business, too. Yeah, yeah you know? it's sort of like, you know, depending on if you are a restaurateur, for example, and suddenly you have a catering party of 1000 and you're used to serving 10, you know, you're going to ramp up your staff with people who are qualified to be able to help you offer those services. Your creative vision doesn't change in any way. Your product offering shouldn't change, but you can scale. I mean, that's the great thing about working in the marketplace today in this capacity is you can you really have and we have a great network of people that we work with. So we're yeah. able to scale up and down as needed. And so that really offers a lot of flexibility. Collaboration. Yeah. Collaboration. A, yeah. Remember that word, you know. Put Key it, phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of collaboration, some of your clients, um, how do you initially get approached by people like John Frazier of Dovetail, who you've done everything from, you know, menu design to industrial design for, or Will Goldfarb, who you've done packaging design, you know, signage, uh, that much more, you know, yeah. this ephemeral stuff. How did you initially meet 
those two characters. Yeah, they're therapists. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, some, I mean, a lot of the time it's word of mouth, and that's I think for both of us that's really amazing because that means that our work is speaking for itself, and the relationships that we build with these people speak for themselves as well. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's through personal friends. Sometimes it's through business relationships. Um, occasionally it is just saying oh my god i so respect you we have to work with you and approaching them and trying to strike up some sort of collaboration or partnership exactly i think that's the way we usually think of our projects is that they're much more partnerships you kind of have to be in the family if you're going to work in this industry (laughs) like in the majority of work uh i was speaking with jason before like a lot of what he's done recently too is websites for movies and non-food related industry what was your first breaking ground food you know i'd say will working with will is probably the first thing that's actually how we met is through will yeah um you know you you ask how i meet these people i actually went to high school with will (laughs) um but you know we after college and like that we we really weren't in touch and we wound up just meeting through you know friend of a friend and um we just hit it off and he was doing his restaurant thing and i was doing my design thing and um, it all made sense, and we both view how people uh, approach design and approach food. We both view it in very, very similar ways. Um, it's very experiential. Uh, experiential. It's uh, you know involving all the senses. Yeah, uh, we both agree with a lot of that. And then Emily and I met working on these projects together, and so it pretty much that's how it launched. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. We shared a cheese plate, I think. Yeah, <laughs> cheese plate. Cheese plate. And, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, like cheese. Yeah, so yeah. pretty much, go to restaurants <laughs> that you can share food at because you might have a business partner in the future. Yeah, exactly. Um, no but I'd say that that's with all clients, though, in, in general. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, like you said, I, I also do stuff with movies and, and a bunch of other uh, industries as well. Um, but again, food is my real passion. Yeah. It's yeah. both of our real passions. And, you know, if you're working and working with something that you really love and enjoy, um, you know, I have a garden and this whole weekend uh, for Fourth of July, I was making um, zucchini with squash blossoms, zucchini blossoms and pesto pizza, Man, homemade stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like if I didn't do that stuff on my own, I wouldn't be interested as much yeah. um, in, in doing this kind of work. So what kind of forms and functions do you look for in restaurants that do you want to explore your own, you know, uh, credentials and know gain more experience knowing how to do better pizzas or knowing how to do better this or are you looking for clients like like we'll speak of john fraser because his food both he and will have out there food but john's at this point where it's hard to do at home (laughs) and do you look for people that are experiential in their restaurant or you know emote you know this uh overall character yeah i think i mean for us the basic point is no matter what the typology of the cuisine is, it's more of the passion of the creator. Yeah. And that can be found in something as, you know, I mean, we're in the palace of pizza right now. Yeah. (laughs) You know, something so simple, but here there's an incredible experiential part of that food, which is actually very simple. It's peasant food. Yeah. Origin, you know? It's a cucina pover. But that, I think, is really what we try to find in our clients. And it doesn't matter high, low, you know, rich or poor. It's a little bit more about how how these people and these creatives approach their vision. And to find that, to find kind of parallel mindsets, is really, really 
uh, probably the greatest way to work. And so I think that's how we try to find our clients and those people that we love to work with. Yeah. And John, some of his plates, uh, I don't know if you can take a plate and dissect it aesthetically and then say, this is how we implement it to a website or to menu design. But is there anything striking of his techniques or his dishes that then helped you with the overall aesthesis of, you know, his identity? Yeah, I think that's actually something that we're talking about right now with him sort of is what the next generation of that brand will be. Um, and at core, something that I think is an overarching theme with his food is this is this combination of old and new, modern and rustic. So being able to see the techniques that he's using, um, you know, and using some very simple traditional recipes, but then either plating them in new ways or presenting them in new forms, that's something that can pretty easily, as a, as a culinary concept, translate into a design concept because you can use those same things you can use sort of rustic materials but present them in a totally new form you know something that's usually organic and natural looking you can take that same material and present it in a really rectilinear geometric form yeah and start to communicate that same thing yeah so that's sort of a good example of how we've taken like a cooking philosophy and translated it into more of like a formal philosophy and then how does that lead into the industrial idea of the vase that you had done for john frazier yeah, so that is a pretty direct representation <laughs> of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's more, well, the tagline, sort of what John came up with us was this idea that Dovetail was about the um, joining together harmoniously of two things. And so there's a vase that we designed, which has actually to do with, which is a pretty organic shape, but has this fold in it. And so that very simply and clearly represents these two pieces coming together around this really organic form. And that form actually gets mimicked both in the logo, you kind of see that same line to it, as well as actually just very simply in the folding of the napkins. That was something we actually talked about a lot in the beginning with him, is that he really wanted his napkins not to be folded in a rectilinear way or an overly, like, strange peacock feather fan thing. (laughs) So, I mean, even with these... I wouldn't necessarily call them idiosyncrasies, but details. You guys consult with the chefs on how to fold their napkins or how to maybe even, you know, set up a tablecloth or a table? Depends on the project. Yeah. (laughs) Depends on the project, depends on the budget, depends on how much um, detail the client wants to go in with us. Yeah. Um, You know, there's times where it's just a website that we're doing or it's just a logo or something like that but you know our ideal clients it's it's just this holistic process absolutely because that's where you really get to just like with any food the more attention you pay to the details the more delicious it is as an experience and so those are the projects that are really great yeah Yeah. it also makes it easy you know you were talking about the passion of the the passion of the Mm. chef (laughs) if you want to call it that um but it's easier to for us to do our job with any client that has a sincere and true passion about what they do. It's easier for us to represent them visually, uh, come up with just design concepts all across the board and, and work with them. Um, you know, if, if I have any advice to any clients or aspiring uh, chefs out there, it's just if, if you have a point of view, it makes everything easier, you know, instead of just I want to open up a pizza. Yeah, job, you yeah. Know? Have as much passion translated into that POV yeah. as possible. And you work with great people like Fork and Design. We're going to take our break really quickly. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about sincerity and how to kind of take that into a 2D form, such as websites, marketing, and then into the more interesting food-related installation performance and mixed media as their tasteology events and uh, CMYK cocktails. Hungry yet? This is Michael Harlan Turkel. You're listening to The Food Scene.
Welcome back to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Michael Harlan Turkel, your host, here today with Fork and Design, Jason Wright and uh, Emily Baltz. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Everybody say hello. Um, yeah, we were just commenting on how great Jason's radio voice is. Thank you. That you might actually see him as my new sidekick slash Ed McMahon-esque um, voiceover guy for this. We do have the Sunday, nice chairs for Sunday. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of voiceover, I mean, do you ever do the voiceover for the movie websites? Um, or is that an aspiration? I've here? done some very horrible voiceovers for... Uh, <laughs> we've done. I've done some uh, cartoon animation yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, just... Because that I might be for another show. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> we we couldn't afford a, a proper voice talent. Yeah. So. yeah. Little do you know yeah. this is our other business. Yeah. <laughs> we right. actually both moonlight and voiceover. <laughs> That's why I asked them on the air. That's why. Yeah. Um, but just before we had been talking about chefs and their point of view and sincerity and like almost humble humility towards the food that they serve and how much that actually helps you guys do what you do, and. These two different ideas, uh, you know, having the website and 2D marketing versus interaction, how does that translate into those two things? Because when I think of, you know, a sh- chef's restaurants or experience, sometimes it's hard for me to understand as a 2D experience and much more so as, you know, an interactive form where you can taste their food, meet the chef and be in the space. How do you, you know, emulate that experiential thing back into a website? Well, I don't know if you're exactly... I usually approach it from the standpoint of the potential customer and what would they want out of a restaurant website. And I don't necessarily view it as a strict interpretation of what they're serving there, but it's sort of like a little teaser. It's a little appetizer. And if you look at it that way, you kind of can't go wrong. And obviously, um, having great imagery certainly helps things yeah um emily is a fantastic photographer and that certainly makes things a lot easier um a lot of what we do we do a lot of restaurant food photography and um yeah when when chefs and our clients spend the time and the effort to actually work at making product that we could shoot beautifully it it helps us a lot a great deal great deal yeah, absolutely. I think, too, something we try to achieve with the interactive experience is that there are, you know, dependent on when we were talking earlier about details, right? Yeah. There are some cuisines that have a huge amount of detail and a huge amount of texture to them. This is, you know, just an example. That can be something that you can translate. You know, that's a very three-dimensional experience. When you're eating it, things are exploding in your mouth. It's a little squishy. It's a little rough. It's a little chewy. How do you start to translate that into 2D? That sort of yeah. seems to be your question seemingly strange and impossible but there are things like the texture of the page or the amount of sort of small little dots or details or the way that the photography is executed all of those things are something that we really try to talk about with the chef the creator yeah. you know if it's a restaurateur and if those are important things then suddenly you know the website and the interactive experience becomes more about details and textures and it is about like clean and geometry or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I mean it is resonant of their food and yeah, yeah said that a definitely. Lot much el- te- more el- te- elegant te- way to say it. I yeah. do yeah. study the dictionary <laughs> daily. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and then leading into those events, um, tasteology, is that part of fork and design? Is that a way to do these experiential things? And what exactly is it? Yeah, well something that we we both, I mean, we work in this two-dimensional medium. I work sometimes a little bit more in the three-dimensional world. At least it was Jason's input in terms of for, you know, making vases and objects. 
But the experiential part is really, I think, at the heart of why we love food. And so tasteology was this way for us, which we're terming kind of our test kitchen, a way for us to take this passion um, and this two-dimensional interest that we have and bring it more in not only three-dimensional, but four-dimensional. So recently we did this event called Four-Dimensional. Four-Dimensional. You go to the moon and back. (laughs) (laughs) I think the the moon's more than the fourth dimension. but (laughs) That's also another show. Excuse me. So CM Mike Cocktails was our last uh, Tasteology event. And that took our medium. So CM Mike is the graphic design printing, color, color printing standard, cyan, yellow, magenta, and black. And these are tools that we use every day. How do we start to create new meanings for those? When we look at these colors every day, they have meaning for us. We assign them meaning, and we're just like I explained, we're able to translate, use those tools, be able to translate, you know, a more experiential vision into a two dimensional vision. But what Tasteology wanted to do is do more than just be able to talk about that stuff and make a pretty logo or a menu, is actually make people like submerse in that. Yeah, so thing. it's bridging the gap of, you know, chef and designer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so CMYK Cocktails very easily was a combination of designers talking about cyan, yellow, magenta, and black. And then we paired them with mixologists that each made their interpretation of cyan, yellow, magenta, and black. Yeah. Can you give us a few examples of, you know, who participated and what the cocktails were? Oh. Or was it that good a nice that you It can't, was. Yeah. You should have all gone <laughs> it really to it. Beautiful. No. <laughs> it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It was beautiful, night. beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So are you hoping to do an RGB? Uh, yes, uh, yes. We actually yeah. have a series <laughs> planned, hopefully coming up, um, of this more of being able to look actually because we are in this world of industrial processes, right? And food is also in a world of industrial processes. A lot of what, you know, and I think something we'll talk about later is also looking at that in a more playful light. So what are ways that we can start to, um, you know, look at something like a standard and deconstruct it and start to experience it in new ways? Food is a great medium to do that because it's the most intimate, experiential medium you can have. So you, literally, you listen about something, you look at it, you can smell it, you can hear it. Who knows? Maybe it snap, crackles, and pops. <laughs> and then you put it in your mouth and you ingest it. And so you have this really holistic way of being able to not only interpret information, but kind of digest it and experience it. I think that is actually a perfect segue to talk about what we're going to talk about later because you keep on bringing up this idea of holistic and uh, Emily's new project that she's been working on called uh, Junk Foodie, tentatively titled, is 51 Delicious Recipes for the Lowbrow Gourmand, taking gourmet junk food and making it into more than just a, you know, a pretty plate. It's more uh, a statement, but that, that's far off this holistic idea of, that you work with your clients. <laughs> well, why? Why? Yeah. You do make a very good point. <laughs> you do make a very good point. And yes, well, I'm, this, we all, I think this is the interesting thing about us. We come together and we can create incredibly corporate, professional, commercial solutions for clients. Um, that said, we each have our own sort of passions and hilarity. Yeah. And part of the thing that one must keep doing, just like Jason Gardens, I happen to play with junk food. So we're really offering a spectrum of experience here. Um, and to be honest, I've been obsessed with junk food. This is my personal obsession. Um, I don't really eat it, um, but I think it's fascinating because I have, a, I have training in industrial design. And so learning about industrial processes and materials and forms... Uh, was integral to my education as a designer and being really interested in the food world the crossover there is industrial food and yeah. that happens to be junk food 
And so it's like, I've been going to the grocery store working on this book project. I mean, over and over and over again. And I never go to these big, huge supermarkets. Blessed that I am living in Brooklyn. <laughs> I can go to things like green markets and eat delicious food and talk to farmers. Um, but I've been going like to the supermarkets of my youth, the the big boxes. And it literally is like going to the hardware store for me because oh, it's, it's like m- overstimulants. Yeah. We, yeah. we went to uh, oh. Costco the other day and um, oh. I, I live on Long Island, so it's no big deal for me. But we went in there and it was like, you know, people were giving out just free samples. She's like, oh, my God, look at this. Look at the colors on the box. It was it was in, it was like watching a kid look it's, at look at <laughs> you know just come to America for the first time. You have to admit it. though, when there is a woman in the aisle who's calling out, "Get your jelly bean gourmet jelly beans gourmet here. jelly beans gourmet, gourmet jelly beans." Yeah. You have. I to hear look. those are the best. Kind they were of jelly pretty beans fancy. Too. Yeah, they were delicious. <laughs> anyway, so then, yeah, <laughs> this project for me is not only it's it's cultural on yeah. one level because I'm half French and I'm half American, so. This, for me, was always really fascinating. Junk food was the food of aliens in yeah. America. <laughs> I mean, I think it's still Wait, well, I mean, because I see also UK junk food, like uh, Cadbury has this stranglehold on, you know, all their crazy name things that are called, like, I, I can't even name them, but they're, they're very onomatopoeias or, like, portmanteaus. They're really weird <laughs> words. And then you come here, and, yeah, th- there's some crazy stuff. There's some crazy U.S. candies from Skittles packaging to Twix to this and that. What are the ones that have struck you the most for this project well to be honest i sort of wish we could go back to the retro days because it's more of like the 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 vocabulary used for these things i mean things like zingers and banana twins with faces not of bananas but of twins on them you know people they become these personified things yeah you know why in the world is the twink present twinkie packaging is a twinkie riding a twinkie in a Twinkie <laughs> universe, but the Twinkie that's riding the Twinkie has a cowboy hat on and a oh, yeah. necktie and a lasso. Because it's anachronistic. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a dictionary word. It's not even that. I mean, it's cr- I, I can't even figure out the parallel universe that, that that's coming no, from. It's All the totally thought process. <laughs> so, I mean, this is like a complete departure from what you guys do with restaurants. But, I mean, this is the other side of the spectrum. Well, but that's also part of it. Um, you know, we have client work, and at the end of the day, you know, I have a mortgage, I have a daughter, you know, it's that kind of thing, and you need to do work that you love, and then you get to do, like, the tasteology stuff, work that you love for yourself that you're trying to put out and have other people experience with you. Um, you know, client work is great. I mean, that's what we get to do all day, um, but it's for the client, and this, this is essentially for us. Yeah. yeah, and there's something to be said, I think, just like any balanced lifestyle or balanced meal, given the topic of this conversation, is some things some things are more nutritional and some things are more fantastical. And that doesn't mean that client projects don't have those two extremes, but, you know, there are things and there's a great place for structure and for discipline and client relationships and fulfilling user needs. I, I don't think either one of us would want to work if we couldn't do that. Because yeah. there's something really satisfying also about working with another person and helping bring that vision to life. But everyone, no matter, I mean, even if you're in a relationship, you know, you have to also be able to feed yourself. And so we do things sometimes that have a little bit more humor and play involved in them. And play, I think, is a big part of our work, be yeah. it personal or professional or personal or commercial. Um, that is something that we definitely need to bring in because if you're not happy working, you're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> and you've had those situations where the quirks couldn't come through and 
couldn't work with that client there with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It always. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's sort of part of. I mean, it happens with everything in life. It's not like it's unique to. Yeah. Nothing's a hundred percent fun all the time. I mean, that's that's just life. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, even when we were naming the our company, I mean, it's fork and design. Yeah. You know? we're, we're <laughs> it's kind of a little silly. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, too, when you go to a restaurant, you know, even if it's the, m- the most serious formal experience, it's still this joyous, ex- or ideally that would be yeah. the case, and you're not, you know, screaming at each other for whatever reason or whatever, but it's it's a joyous experience that, that you're sharing with other people, and, it, and it's not something that has to be so formal, which I think a lot of other companies really get caught up in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think our goal is for everyone to smile. Yeah, because that's, that there's actual harmony. Yeah. 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 Well, when you put something in your mouth, yeah. what do you do if it's delicious? Ah, you smile. Yeah. And I think that's something that we try to do. So we try to smile personally a lot, and we do that by sometimes feeding ourselves with ridiculous yeah. <laughs> junk food projects. Yeah. <laughs> Though it has very, it has strict cultural merit. They're all classic recipes remade in American junk food stuff. So you uh, can red see Red hot chilaquiles. Uh, Twinkie Napoleons. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> it's a must. Um, check it's it out. It's coming out in November. Fantastic. Oh, your sign. You're good to go. You're, yeah, it goes off to allowed, the printer Are you allowed today? to tell? Yeah, yeah, now it's okay. Okay, Who who's the publisher? Who's? Um, it's Adams Media. They're a division of F&W. And so F&W publishes print and how magazines so congratulations thank you very much you're gonna destroy (laughs) the youth of america today i take no responsibility (laughs) there are disclaimers in the book do not eat this but look at the beautiful photographs so (laughs) though there are disclaimers there there shouldn't be any with working with fork and design i mean if you want something i try you know (laughs) rack my sleepless night not because of the hundred degree weather piping through the windows but if you want to have truth and fun and excitement and working in your identity and interactivity with your restaurant project i think fork and design is a good coupling of people to you know bring your project to and i want to thank jason emily again um maybe we'll have you back on i mean the voices i think everyone agrees jason emily have good radio voices maybe we'll put them on their own show Um, yeah i do a good avino commercial Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another show as well yes. but i'd like to thank fairway market as our sponsor today for more info www.fairwaymarket.com uh jack insley and nat wiener uh producer and engineer thank you again this is michael harlan turkel your host of the food scene on heritage radio network see you next tuesday at 3 p.m cheers see you next tuesday <laughs>